Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacking here, my good friend and co-host Travis Crins joins me here. Travis, uh, you're fl- are you record? Are we uh, doing this podcast floating down the river in Mitchell or down Main Street? Yep, it was uh, when was well, I got back from volleyball on uh, Tuesday night, the the night after we talked, and it was uh, raining heavily. We about two and a half inches that night. And uh, the big story was what three little tornadoes in Sioux Falls did some damage. Yep. And then the next night we figured, well, we're going to get rain, but it's not going to be as bad because there's no tornadoes. But it probably actually was worse because we got anywhere from six to eight, nine inches of rain. It's rained all night. And uh, Sioux Falls didn't get quite as much as mainly Mitchell got a lot, uh, Madison. They got a lot. Uh, Brandon, they flooded like hell. Yep. So those were kind of three, three spots. Interstate was closed for a few days. They finally opened up on Saturday, even though there was still water and uh, a certain exit. They produced that to one lane, and you still had to go through water, but they opened up the interstates, and yeah, a lot of roads uh, were closed. It was very difficult for some folks to get from Mitchell to Sioux Falls or Sioux Falls to Mitchell. So, thankfully, I did not have to do that, but it was uh, it was not good. But yeah, it was uh, as bad of a flood. We've had blizzards these last two Aprils. We had a big flood during the summer league tournament in March. Yep. Uh, was it the week after the Final Four was the big blizzard? This year, yep. the second year in a row. Yep. So, yeah, this year... We're in, a, we're in a big pattern of being wet. Second straight year of record rain and floods. So we'll, we will get to sports here in a in a moment, but uh, th- this is a little more serious stuff here. Now you mentioned that uh, that roads were cl- that the interstate was closed. So let's just say, like for for truckers and stuff, did they go like where did the detours go through, or did were they just plumb out of luck and sitting at you know. Uh, I don't know, you know, the Flying J in Sioux Falls for for three days. How the hell, how does that all, how did that all work? Well, I guess the detour sent you up to Brookings. Okay. So if you if you wanted to get west, I guess they want they wanted you to go to Brookings and then over. Like through DeSmit and, uh, and Huron and stuff like that, and then Pier, then yeah, then then send Mad- you back then, down. Yeah, you can go through Madison. If you just went from Sioux Falls to Brookings, Brookings to Huron, Huron to Mitchell, you'd be fine. Uh, it was it was about a twenty minute, twenty mile stretch of interstate. In the middle, it was from Humboldt, just west of Hartford, just west of Sioux Falls, okay, to Brookings. So, from Mitchell east, it was good for about thirty miles or so, and then after that, there was a twenty mile stretch that was closed. And then from Hummel to Sioux Falls, which is another 15, 20 miles, that was open. So, yeah, for truckers, and they wanted you to go north to Brookings, which was way out of the way. Right. But you could get through some roads. It may have taken you two and a half hours, but because you wanted to go north and, north and west, and you couldn't go north or west. So you had to go back east and try and find another route. Yeah, it was bad. So they, they had no travel was advised. They, they said, 
It's weird that, you know, they would only close, and I get that, you know, rain falls in different areas and harder in certain areas, but it amazes me that between Mitchell and Sioux Falls that they would only close the interstate on certain portions of it. You know, in you know, for a blizzard, they say, no, you know, we're closing everything from, you know, Mitchell to Sioux Falls or Mitchell West, you know, to towards Sturgis or, or wherever, um, uh, you know, to only close certain portions of it almost makes it more of a headache than not, you know, than than shutting the whole thing down. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get halfway there, but then you got to figure out, okay, I got to get off here and get around this water somehow. So it was the Bridgewater exit. That was the mess that was completely underwater. So that was the part that, that flooded very bad. I saw a video, I believe Marcus had posted about someone just, you know, I think it was Wednesday night. They're just in down Main Street there, in, or downtown Mitchell, and it's rain, 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 oh. like it's just flooded. Uh, and I asked you, because I, I had I'd sent you either a text or, or a Facebook messenger, I said, okay, is everyone okay? Uh, is Cabela's okay? Because I would think that Cabela's would uh, come in awfully handy there with all those boats available. Yeah. I think Cabela's was good. Yeah, that video was Wednesday night. I got on Wednesday night about 8.30, o'clock. It started to rain a little bit. It wasn't too hard. At about 9 o'clock, a lot of thunder, a lot of rain, heavy rain for a couple hours. And I went to bed, and I go to bed, and I know it's going to be rainy out. And then I got to work the next day about 6 o'clock, and it was wet out, and I went to work, and it was, you know, Streets were fine, and then I come into work, and it's all, all like 20 schools are closed, and we got six inches of rain on top of the two inches we got the night before, and the interstate's closed. I'm like, oh, that was uh, it must have rained all night long. Yeah. Uh, then to your point, I saw some rain totals that sounded like Madison got over almost a foot of rain. Uh, so right. the equivalent of that, I believe they say, is uh, you know 12 inches of snow is worth one inch of rain. So that would be 144 inches of snow, just about. Yeah, they were saying, yeah, we'd get 80, 90, 100 inches of snow if this was snow, and thankfully it's not. Yep. It was uh, uh, supposed to get up to near 90 today, only you got to like 86 maybe. It was humid. It wasn't terrible out. It was, uh, we had south winds at 25, so that helped a little bit, but... Um, Warm tomorrow near 88, and it'll be 80 for the rest of the week, and it'll be 70 for the weekend. So, perfect. anywhere from 70 degrees to 88 degrees. That's perfect. Um, yeah, and I saw Mitch, yeah, Mitchell got plenty of rain. Uh, Sioux Falls got four and a quarter. Brookings got like six or seven inches. So, you know, South Dakota just got hit heavy by all this rain. Uh, and Sioux Falls got those three tornadoes on Tuesday yeah. night, which is, I mean, it's just unthinkable. Something you, you, you hear all these stories about tornadoes hitting these, these small towns, these rural areas. You're like, okay, I mean, no, no tornado is ever going to hit a big city like Sioux Falls or Minneapolis or, you know, Chicago, anything like that. And then, then to hear three tornadoes hit, and that some of the si- the tornado sirens didn't turn on and whatnot. It was just very fascinating. I saw some video of Avera, I think the heart clinic or whatever, yep. there that yep. they suffered some significant damage, but nothing. But everyone was safe and stuff. So 
everything was good, but weird that three E or three F two tornadoes came yeah. through Sioux Falls Tuesday night. It was about eleven thirty is when that happened. I was in Brandon that night for volleyball. I got back about ten o'clock. Some very heavy rains at some points. And I'm kind of listening to the radio here, keeping track of the weather. And we've got severe thunderstorm warnings. And we've, I think there were 12 different tornado warnings at one point. And I'm wow. kind of listening to this. And I get to the station and I got to get on weather duty. So I was there till about midnight. And, and things kind of wrapped up in our area. But then again, it was, you know, like 1130 <laughs> is when Sioux Falls mm-hmm. uh, really got hit. So um, I got home around midnight and I was watching. Kello's coverage because they were the only ones on. And KDLT lost power, and uh, I don't know what the hell KSFY was doing because there was a goddamn tornado um, in their city, but they were not. They had the skull on the bottom, but so I don't understand. I mean, Kello's just so much far and above when it comes to that sort of thing. Yep. So and then they you know, it was 120 mile an hour winds or so, and uh, Pete's Ranch, and there's a bunch of businesses near Pete's Ranch that building. Um, probably have to tear that down. AutoZone, I know, got completely annihilated. Yeah. Or, or advanced auto parts, yeah. Yeah, by the uh, Best Buy, by the Burger King, that's completely ruined. You know, it was September 11th the next day, and I felt like after the 10th anniversary of September 11th, then things, you know, it didn't wasn't much of a big deal anymore. And uh, for whatever reason, this tornado let off the ABC World News that night. The Sioux Falls tornado. Really? Wow. And that was the week uh, on September 11th, mind you. Um, and there was a guy at the advanced auto parts store in that rubble. So, that was the biggest area. It was just right by O'Gorman. I think they're fine. Yep. But that would have been something. I mean, that was, you know, a block down the road from O'Gorman. So that would have been interesting if, uh, Something want to happen to them. Yep. And there were a couple more tornadoes to the south. So didn't, didn't their gym yeah, get destroyed or something? I thought I saw some photos or video of, of a gym getting that that was destroyed, like basketball gym? court. A gym. Like a gymnasium. Maybe. I don't know. There was um, a tornado about a month ago in a small town there. In the, some small town southwest of Brookings or southwest of Mitchell. That got hit pretty hard. Uh, it was Burke. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they had trouble. I had to delay school by about two weeks. And then, yeah, the big thing was the tornado sirens didn't go off in some areas because I guess whoever was in charge of that mis- misheard. Thought it was in a different part of town or something. So I don't know how that happens. I thought it, it um, didn't they wasn't where the tornadoes hit. The, the, those sirens did go off. It was other parts yeah. of town that where the tornadoes weren't going or didn't hit, right? And, and uh, people keep on saying, you know, obviously they're very upset about this. Yep. And they keep saying the, the tornado sirens are for people outside. They're not for people inside. Well, I think we've all heard a tornado siren or we've heard them testing it. At yes. Yes. And you, you can still hear it plain as day inside. And obviously if you've got 100 mile an hour wind, you may not be able to hear a tornado siren. I've never experienced wind that that much. But we've all heard a tornado siren. I don't give a shit where you're at. You can hear that. 
Who, who's so the, who I, are these brainiacs that are saying this? Because the whole point of a tornado siren yeah. is so that you can go into your basement or into a yeah. sheltered area in your home. You're supposed to hear it inside the house. It's not for people outside. What are, yeah. what are people outside going to do? People outside can at least see the tornado. If you're inside, yeah, you might I mean, not see it. That's stupid. That's apparently like the, the official thing. Like, it's for people outside. And it's like, well, first off, it's 1130 at night. You're probably not outside. You probably can't and see it. it. It was raining so hard. And it was so dark that you really couldn't see it anyway. Like, you know, there's some storms where you can maybe see. Mm-hmm. It's light enough out where you can see a tornado forming or developing or you see some nasty clouds. Here you couldn't see anything because it was dark. And it was raining. So, um, yeah, whatever happened, that needs to be fixed. Because um, I don't give a shit where you're at. You're going to hear tornado siren. And then there's dozens of them, 50, 100 of them around town, however many there are. Right. So, big, big mistake. Thankfully, nobody died. But that could have that been a bad deal. Yes, absolutely. I think it's. I'm going to have to try and find that now with the ABC World News. I think that's cool that they came down there. I was watching... I was at the gym the the day after, so what would that have been, Wednesday, and I saw Carol Levin had sent a reporter yeah. down there. I'm not sure what WCCO or KMSP or KSTP did, but the NBC affiliate, K, you know, Carol Levin, they were down there, and I thought that was kind of cool because it's not like anyone in Sioux Falls has access to the Twin Cities, you know, stations, yeah. um, you know, they they don't they don't reach anyone so I mean it's it's not really a story that you would need to send a reporter down there for, but I did think it was cool and I think it's just because it's such a big city you know it's the biggest city in South Dakota it's like oh my gosh, you know th- th- a tornado has hit this large city, uh, and you know and the the sirens hadn't hit so I think that you know it's cool that ABC it, it's cool in a bad way that ABC led off uh, with that as well. I guess I don't know what NBC or, or CBS did. I was unaware that ABC even led off with it. Um, and in, I, I'd heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, 47 structures in Sioux Falls were damaged or destroyed? Yeah, like it was, I don't know, it was a big deal. I don't know if you leave the national news off of that. and Obviously it's bad. And it's, probably the worst weather event of the year with the I mean we had that blizzard where we had another foot and a half of snow mm-hmm. for the second year so that was bad too and flooding I think it's the circumstances that probably led to it again it's the it's the largest city in South Dakota the tornado sirens yeah. didn't go off I think that's what kind of leads you to to say like hey this is a maybe this is a warning for you know the the Atlantas the the DCs yeah. of the of the world that you know what hey you better make sure that you have your sirens ready to protect the people of your town it's kind of a deal where there was a storm to the south and there was a storm to the west and they kind of converged on each other I think mm-hmm. so um, I'm sure that didn't help Wonder if, all, wonder if but, Ginger Z was uh, I think that's her uh, name Ginger Z uh, Duffel Duffel, yeah, Duffel. Oh, she's um, married now. It was just to the, to, the, to the southeast of Mitchell, and it went to the south of Sioux Falls. And yeah, people off power, and yeah, it, was a, uh, it was a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, if the 47 is the is the number, is is accurate. Yeah. For, for yeah. three tornadoes, 
And in that large of a city, yes, it's a high number, but it's fairly small for the the size of the town and stuff. So I I think that's something too to marvel at that it didn't do more that these tornadoes didn't do more damage. Yeah, because um, they weren't there very. I mean, they were only there for a minute or two at most. So they right. weren't there. But then they they don't need to be. But yeah, there was a like complete destruction. There were roofs and there were buildings that were collapsed. Yep. It was bad. I mean, it was, what, 96? It was two days before October, uh, Halloween of 96, which I do not remember. The blizzard? I guess that, no, that was the last uh, tornado in the city. Oh, okay. Which I don't think really did any damage. But it had been 23 years. Like, it was three days before November. That was weird as well. Yeah. They had a tornado, and uh, Argus later put out a like an interactive map of like every tornado since 1950 in the state, and that was interesting to click on that, and they had the date and maybe a little information what they had on that. So that was interesting. I guess yeah, so that was that was a good little map that they put out. Oh, awesome! Um, well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, you don't experience any other weird weather nasty weather like that but they do say you know if there is a heavy fog 90 days after the fog expect some weird weather so the next time a big fog rolls through mitchell or sioux falls just be prepared that there's probably a storm coming uh, in roughly three months yeah 90 days after the fog they say there's supposed to be rain so we always mark that on the calendar and it's it's been fairly accurate. Yep, I think within it's like within a week or you know th- you know three yeah. to five days or something. But yeah, definitely. So okay, well I'm glad everything is uh, is good. Uh, well, at least for you guys that things have settled down and that you know yeah. no one was hurt. Your 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 folks' place was okay. I I presume. Yeah, they they got maybe like three and a half inches, maybe a little less. They really didn't get. They didn't get any damage. So it was to the east of them, a few, uh, I don't know, 10 miles probably to the east of them. So they were fine. Good. Um, obviously, we would like to be in a hurricane. That's one of your dreams. Yes. Just the video from what Two Falls had that night, I mean, that kind of looked like a hurricane. Yeah. With rains and 100-mile-hour winds. So it looked like a hurricane type of deal. So. Do you want to go on this hurricane vacation with me? Oh boy. Maybe. Maybe? Okay. Okay. Again. Maybe, maybe we can just go into like a wind tunnel. Like maybe just spritz us with the rain. I, I'm only going to do that if, if Jim if Jim Cantori is going to join us in the wind tunnel. That's the only way. Or Mike Bettis. Whoever whoever the Weather Channel can send uh, for that. Again, we, I can, I, I, we could leave. I'm, I'm fine with the whole hurricane thing, but I'm just concerned about. A, a, a tree branch just flying out of nowhere and killing me, right. or some other some other structure just snapping off and kind of just beating the shit out of me. So that's, <laughs> that's Speaking of the shit getting beat out of them, um, well, that's bad. Oh, I, I didn't. I I was gonna say I was gonna go with the Vikings, but then I'm kind of thinking oh. that maybe we steer off towards uh, the Antonio Brown conversation. From uh, yesterday, now or from last week. Now, last week when we talked about it, uh, 
you had, uh, you know, we had said like, okay, I don't like Antonio Brown. I wish you know the NFL could get rid of him. And we were talking about all these other bad things, you know, Ray Carruth and and stuff. So you you kind of all you had you know Mike Tyson biting off an ear, uh, Ron Artest, and you you so you would persuade me yes that this is not the most unprofessional thing that's ever happened. And then I see that Mike Greenberg is getting roasted for all of you know for his take, and someone had mentioned Ray Carruth, and so kudos to you for that. But then there is a lawsuit that is a, a civil suit, not it shouldn't point that out a civil suit. That has been filed between uh, from a former trainer, Brittany Taylor, that alleges that she was sexually assaulted or raped on multiple occasions, I believe three occasions, by Antonio Brown. And uh, interestingly enough, they were in settlement talks, or you know, about this for months. And never could reach an agreement. It's something I, I saw, like two million dollars or something, that in damages that uh, the plaintiff, uh, Miss Taylor, was seeking. And Brown said no. And so this now has moved to a civil suit, a civil court. And now uh, the NFL is meeting with with uh, Brittany Taylor this week. She just got married over the weekend. So congratulations to her. But now you see all of these additional, you know, there's a there's a column by someone in the Washington Post that was good or a story done. I think it's it's listed in. If you go to Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback uh, article through ProFootballTalk.com, it it lists that in his. He has it listed somewhere in his column. You know, towards the you know here are his ten things he thinks of the week. Um. That's not good. There are actually like 45 things. Right. From what I remember. Right. Yes. Uh, And then there's also a story on SI.com. They've, you know, they were talking with, uh, just kind of going through some of these uh, weird things, you know, unpaid bills or, you know, like the lawn in Pittsburgh and, and other stuff and find out that this painter who was asked to, you know, do a mural for, uh, for Brown in his home, came in and or she was painting and apparently he came in butt ass naked except with a with a washcloth or something covering his um, his penis and she just went about uh, they had a conversation and after that nothing happened but a lot of obscure crazy quite frankly disgusting behavior from Antonio Brown and how. Okay, I, we we were both baffled. I think that Tyreek Hill didn't end up getting suspended oh. at all, and then he, you know, karma. He broke his collarbone, and hopefully something else breaks or he tears something this year, and you know, get, can't play, and hopefully you know maybe suffers a career-ending injury. Who knows? But um, this would be the grounds. I would think that the exempt, the commissioner's exempt list would be. An ideal spot for Antonio Brown, and now that you just keep hearing more and more stuff about this, the NFL's got to be like, "Oh my gosh, we got to figure out a way to get this guy off the field." So they better do as thorough of an investigation as absolutely possible. Well, I, I know you know the NFL's not very good at that, right? 
The fact that she, the, 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 the fact that Brittany Taylor is willing to meet with them and she's meeting with them this week, though, I think does give me some um, some pause to say, like, okay, maybe this is going to be different. This outcome is going to be different. I don't think he'll be suspended. I don't think he'll miss a game. I don't think anything will come from this. I don't think I, I don't think we'll hear about him again. Even when he didn't talk to the media, he wasn't around. Yeah, that's gonna the NFL's like, gonna fine him for that. We're like we're not gonna hear from him. You don't hear from him in New England. You're not gonna hear from him for the rest of the year. Nor nor should we. Nor nor would anybody. We don't need to hear from him. Like I said last week, ignore him. He doesn't need to talk. We don't need to hear him. There's nothing to ask him about. He's an idiot. Ignore him. Don't give him the time of day. Don't give him the coverage. And from what I, from what I remember, like I don't, I didn't hear any outrage over this latest allegation against him, compared to all of these people going absolutely nuts that he requested uh, his release and he got it. Like people were so over the top with that last week that you would have thought that he did what he did this week he's being accused of last week. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. People are so much upset over somebody wanting to get out of Oakland rather than beating up a woman. Yeah. I got like no coverage. Yep. Like, oh, this is the thing that happened and we're going to move on and he's going to play against it all. Well, I think like that, that is what is so messed up about this entire thing. Nobody cares about this latest allegation. All they care about is his helmet, yes. and his feet, yep. and his argument with Mike Mayock. All this shit, like it last week, that does not matter. Then when something happens that actually does matter, we don't cover it. We barely talk about it. We mention it and we move on. That's the big thing. Nobody cares. NFL sure as hell doesn't care. Preach. He's not getting suspended. Preach. He's fine. Yes. Keep, keep preaching, Krenz. Keep preaching. That is the uh, whole thing. So when Mike Greenberg said what he said last week, he's an idiot. Yep. And when something like this happens and nobody says a thing and it really gets any coverage, that is the entire problem with the entire thing. Well, okay. So, and I, I agree with you here uh, entirely about what you just said regarding Antonio Brown. Pro Football Talk has done some extensive stuff on it. It did come out on Friday. And that, you know, it was before the games and stuff. They have talked about it. It has been discussed. Um, I guess I didn't see the pregame coverages or the pregame coverage at all yesterday or on Sunday. Uh, Monday, I don't believe it's been talked about. There really isn't a whole lot to talk about with this until, you know, the NFL conducts its investigation because it, because it is a civil suit. There is no law that's been broken here. Uh, and maybe if there was something, you know, if, the, the, if there were charges that were filed, maybe then it would be something different. But you're right. The, the amount of attention that this story has gotten versus him being released and then getting, you know, signing with New England moments after, you're right, it, it, the, the coverage is, is night and day, and it shouldn't be. It, it should be the other way around. Absolutely. Completely agree with you there. I hope he does get suspended. Um, I, I think there is a decent chance that he does because I think that there is so much disgust within NFL circles ab- about this guy, for this guy. 
I mean, that, that quite frankly, I mean, there was a report, even a, a groundbreaking journalism here. Patriots wouldn't, and Raiders wouldn't have signed Antonio Brown if they knew this stuff was going on. Well, thanks a lot for all those great reports oh, out there. Uh, somebody would have, but the, the Raiders and the Patriots, they, the, 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 these reports say wouldn't have signed him if they had known about because these, these settlement, wow. the, the settlement talks were confidential. It was only after they couldn't reach the settlement that they released that the, that this news got released. So I I don't know I this guy is about as big a wackadoodle as we've seen in the NFL maybe in forever. Everyone there are going to be a lot of comparisons to Randy Moss and that's very fair, but I don't think I Randy don't think I well I don't think the, it's fair at all. You don't. No. Like, what's what? Randy Moss's thing, I never really understood what his, like, what's his worst thing? Uh, Running over the traffic cop would be probably number one. But, I mean, in terms of his relations. Like, he was, was she, was this person, was was this person, like, bumped by a vehicle? Essentially, yeah. I mean. Like, Like, ran over, it's not like it was, you know. 55 miles an hour on the... It's not like Tony Stewart when he literally killed the driver. Right, yes. Tony Stewart literally, literally ran somebody over and killed him. Yep. And he continued to race because that was fine. Yep. Even though he, he just watched the tape, he intentionally did it. He revved his motor. He tried to scare him or whatever he did, but he didn't. He killed the man and never spent a day in jail or anything else. So that's Ridiculous. Really awesome thing. What, water bottle on a ref, moon in the crowd... Saying the caterers' food was dog shit. Um, saying Brad Childress is a dumb shit. I called him a dumb son of a bitch, so I'm on his side on that one. Yep. Like Randy Moss, no, marijuana, whatever. Like Randy Moss, he's the best I've ever seen. I don't... I, I never understood what his... Was he ever arrested? I never understood him being this controversial guy. Uh, certainly not the not the the extent of the issues that Antonio Brown is facing with regards to these women. We've never heard anything, at least not that I recall, about Randy Moss. With that so that certainly but but I think what there's what the, the comparisons are saying is, you know, yes there was some trouble brewing where they were at previously, ironically, Oakland with both of them. And uh, you know, they trade to New England, and now all you know, Randy Moss became this model citizen with New England. He he bought in the Patriot way. Will Antonio Brown? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, but but we'll see. Uh, I so, so, something we haven't mentioned here. Yep. Um, you know, mentally he's different. And what was it years ago? Was this during a playoff game or something? When he filmed in he a locker room. That- he was the guy that was hit by Avante's perfect. Oh he yes, was absolutely destroyed right in the head. Yep. Did that or any number of combination of hits have something to do with the way he acts now? You it know, could. You look at football, and one of the reasons I don't like football is because of that. Yep. And uh, that's just an absolute. I mean, Avante's perfect. He should not be allowed to play football. He's had many, many hits like that. Greg Williams should not be allowed to coach football. Agreed. That should be a lifetime ban. 
Agreed. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but obviously, it's been long determined that we don't care about about all of this stuff. So, agreed. Um, Did you hear okay. about the stuff with Greg Williams and what Odell Beckham said this week about yeah. uh, you know Greg Williams saying that he was telling the the Browns players to like go after like hurt that maybe it wasn't specifically Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. But yeah, but just like it, like and Greg, this is after this is post Bounty Gate, and and Dan Levitard right, and Dan and he has a PowerPoint presentation on this. Dan Levitard on the Dan Levitard show has talked about this for two days, and he's like the only person who is talking about it. Uh, apparently, the I think Greg Williams didn't do much to help his case. In fact, he probably made it worse during his press conf- uh, his weekly press conference last week and they and the Jets website didn't even post that press conference on there they had his the previous week they had the offense and the special teams they just had some article like it's ridiculous how much they're covering up for Greg Williams it's stupid it really is i so i i agree with you there saw a tweet tonight that Lewis Riddick said he's never He's ever heard or seen anything with Greg Williams and his experiences with him or whatever. It's he like must have got Christ. hit in the head. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, what he must have got hit in the head too. Year? I mean, come on. What are we doing? We don't care. Nobody cares about this. And it's... It, this guy's an obvious problem that he's still allowed to coach. Why is he allowed to coach? He shouldn't be. NFL wants to clean up? What has the NFL done to literally clean up the league. Nothing. They call Nothing. penalties on random hits. They call penalties on hits that are completely clean. Yep. It's, they, they such an utter failure this, this past decade has been in trying to make football safer. Like, you fuck. You don't know what a catch is. You don't know what the fuck offensive pass interference is anymore. It was so you bad. No goddamn idea. Yeah. You have no goddamn idea if it's a touchdown, if it's not a touchdown. Uh, no idea, not a fucking clue what anything is. It's, it's a thing that's on uh, for Sundays, for three hours, there's a bunch of games on. They go out there, people bet on them, people have their fantasy teams, some shit happens, some guys get hurt, some guys die early, some guys get brain damage, rapists out there, guys that do drugs are out there, they don't give a shit about them. Yep. Um, it, it, it's, it's just a, a TV show that a lot of people like that who, who the fuck knows what's going on? Yep. I, I sure as hell don't anymore. Uh, again, you're you're right on the money with that too because if you look at an officiating is probably the biggest problem that the league has right now because the league overreacted to a, a terrible non-pass interference call in the NFC Championship game last year. Now it's screwed over the whole league for this year. Now I, I again, I, I tweeted it out on Sunday that I am was trying not and I'm not biased when I said that the Packers Vikings game was the worst officiated game I've seen in a long time. And then not even 3 hours later, you get Broncos Bears in a a, a god awful roughing the passer penalty called against Bradley Chubb of Denver on, you know, Frank Trubisky. That's so it was it was beyond ridiculous. They, the officials then, you know, give the the Bears a second. It it was a very poorly officiated game. Mark Schlereth was going crazy. But in the Vikings-Packers game, every call went against the Vikings, it seemed like. The, you know, the, the, the kick-catch interference, I can understand that. The, you know, the, the personal foul, the late hit on 
Chad Beebe, uh, okay, you can maybe talk me into that. The offensive pass interference penalty on Dalvin Cook that negated that touchdown in the second quarter, what the hell kind of crock is that? That's awful. The war, I mean, you shouldn't... How can you call that? It's got to be... It's got to be egregious. It's got to be obvious. And there's nothing obvious about that. It completely changes the complexion of the game. The Vikings should have won that game yesterday. They had all the, the, the chances in the world. And, you know, Kirk Cousins deserves a lot of blame for his terribly timed, ill-advised throw. He should have just thrown it away. He, I mean, just remember what happened to Matt Ryan in your own building the week before. Just don't do this shit like that. Don't be stupid. So Kirk deserves a lot of blame for that, but the officiating in that game was as bad as I have ever seen where they throw flags, they take them away, the offensive pass interference is bullshit. The, the it, it's bad. The the OPIs that they are throwing in the, you know, that they are throwing flags on is at it, it's just awful. You don't want the wide receivers to get away with so much. But come on. I mean, even in the Raiders Chiefs game it was bad. This it the league and their credibility is waning by the day the longer that this officiating nonsense continues. It's bad. It's very, very bad. How many how many years was it what? Five years ago, four years ago? How many years ago was it? The replacement refs? Yes, the, what was it, the Seattle-Green Bay game, and that was the game, and then yep. the next week the, the regular re- referees were back. How was it, five years ago? How long ago was that? Oh, I think it was, I think it was, worse. I think it was more than five years ago. Seven uh, years ago, Jesus Christ, we're saying the same thing we said seven years ago with this. And here's the thing, Al uh, Riveron, the head of NFL officiating, is... He is he is so inconsistent with his rulings, but that's because he doesn't really, I think, even know what the hell the the league wants. The league has just the competition committee. Mike Zimmer is furious over that interference call, and Sean Payton's got his own issues. You know, with Walt with Walt Coleman now negating a, a touchdown, a clear fumble by Jared Goff. Cam Jordan picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown. Now, granted, we don't know what. You know the the Saints won't wouldn't have won that game yesterday or on Sunday without Drew Brees. They would have had a 10-3 lead. Big big deal. That's fine. They wouldn't have won that game though. The Rams would have won. They would have prevailed. But it's still it's just bad officiating across. How can you feel good about this product? About knowing that the the right teams are winning these games and that we have. Are, are going to have the the right teams in the playoffs? How like th- th- there's got to be an answer. Throw pass, just put pass interference back to what it was last year. You know, it, do it now. Don't don't wait until the off season to say like, okay, yeah, this. Do it now because Mike Zimmer. It, get on the competition committee, Mike Zimmer. Someone needs to tell these coaches, and I th- I'm sure they will look into that. They'll be like, this is this is fucking stupid. Like it's, just, it's just bad. There's a Jimmy Graham offensive pass interference, which oh, it's kind of ticky tacky as well. It just, it's a makeup call then at that point. Too bad. Uh, do you see what happened tonight with Odell Beckham? Um, what was he made it? A great catch as he usually does, but he had to go to the bench because the tint on his visor was too dark. 
like one of the first drives of the game, he makes this amazing one-handed catch. Yep. As he usually does. Oh, yes, yes. And he scores touchdown. And then he's like off the field. And like, why is he off the field? Yep. It's because the tint on his visor is too dark. What the fuck does any of this matter? Your socks, your cleats, the length of anything. The watch. The watch. The watch. Who gives a shit? Wear a watch. I don't give a fuck. Wear any fucking thing you want. None of this shit matters. And the shit that does matter, like beating up your wife and girlfriend and trainers, they don't care about. Therefore, I don't give a shit about them. That is what I think about that. Yep. Fucking that, right. that that's, that's all we need to say. All, all that needs to be said. Um, also, as, as long as we're on the football, the quarterback sucks. I hate Kirk Cousins. He can't hold on to the goddamn ball. He fumbles yep. every fucking game. He throws interceptions. He fucking sucks. He's been away for, what, eight years now. He's not any better. He hasn't gotten any better. He's worse than he was last year. There's a reason why they threw it ten times the week before. Uh, that last interception was god-awful. Yep. The one before where Diggs had three guys on him, and then a fourth interception, a uh, fourth guy, the defensive lineman, uh, picks it off because it was tipped. What an awful fucking decision from him. Yep. I wish we had a backup worth the shit so we could not play Kirk Cousins anymore. Hey, Jake Browning's on the practice squad. Oh, yeah, put, I don't give a shit. Put shitty Washington quarterback in, run the ball 50 times a game. This guy sucks. He can't handle a pass rush. Yeah, I feel like every time there's a pass rush, he's going to get, uh, gonna, gonna fumble the ball. Like, he can't, he to, can't not fumble the to, ball. It, it's so goddamn ridiculous, this guy and his turnovers. And the bad thing about it is his team is so good, and it's going to let them slip away through their hands again because they don't have a quarterback again yep. worth a damn. And that, you know what? Like that, at this point, give me, give me Case Keenum at this point. <laughs> shit, can't be any worse. Um, Keenum led him to the NFC Championship game. He led the Minneapolis Miracle. And actually, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, I mean, I left. That game. Sunday sucked because the Vikings should have won it. And they they should have won it. They, they, as badly as he played, they, and then they were down twenty-one to well, nothing. The defense also played bad. Won. There was a missed field goal. Diggs, Diggs loses his freaking mind after that touchdown. If you know what that could, I, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. Why? What's the most famous play in Vikings history? The most famous play, the Minneapolis miracle. What happened at the end of that play? Stephon Diggs scores a touchdown. What did he do? He takes his helmet off. And throws it away. Was yep. there a penalty on that play? Nope. No, but the I game... I remember there was a penalty because they had to get everybody yeah. uh, back in and they had to take a goddamn knee for the extra point that didn't matter. Right. And I'm pretty sure that extra point was right at the goal line. Yeah, you're right. There was no penalty. I don't remember a penalty when he literally threw his helmet in the end zone. He's literally off the field. I guess he got to be on the bench, on the sideline. He's yeah. literally not even on the goddamn grass. Yep. He's not on the field and he takes the film off. Another example of an idiotic rule that doesn't matter. Remember when they couldn't celebrate but then last year they changed it and now you can celebrate yep. and it doesn't matter and nothing changed. Just these stupid rules that do not matter. Hear, hear you loud and clear. Ridiculous. Absolutely uh, to, ridiculous to be, and a fucking joke. To, to be fair to Kirk Cousins in Sunday's game it seemed like every time they called for a rollout, there was a Packer immediately in his face that he that had no time to throw to. 
throw the ball away. No, Quit okay. hanging on to the ball for throw it out of bounds. Well, that, that, on that on that play to Diggs, yes. But again, there, there's a Packer in his face right away. Someone's got there. There, there's stop with the rollouts then, or you know, there's got to be a different blocking assignment that you can do. Either way, it's bad. Uh, they do play the Raiders this week. The Raiders uh, seem like they're injured quite a bit, so uh, sh- this shouldn't be the Week Three bomb game like happened, like what happened last year against Buffalo. That isn't going to happen. The Vikings are going to win. They'll beat the. We'll see if they beat the Bears. The Bears look, look very bad, but uh, yeah, the NFL has a lot of explaining to do. They're losing credibility amongst many people here, I imagine. They, also, they don't have any. It's done. It's done. They don't have any. They haven't had any for a long time. Plus, the, the, that last drive, the play calling. Run, 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 run. First down, first down, first down. Get to the 10-yard line. Let's quit running the ball because that obviously hasn't been successful because we haven't just fucking ran through this entire defense right. for the last uh, six, seven plays. I, I, what the fuck are they thinking? I, I, on the first, control the ball. On the first... And it fucking... Unbelievable. On the first, Unbelievable. On the first down, uh, first and goal... I'm okay with it. I just don't like the execution of it. Run but the ball. Like, but like, you're, run the ball. Yeah. So run the ball. I Killing them. Yeah. Absolutely killing them. And then this idiot. I, I still emerged from that. I, I emerged from that game, though, thinking that the Vikings are clearly the better team. And sure. that as long as... Well... If Kirk doesn't make any boneheaded plays, one of the best quarterbacks ever, and the other one's got this reach red from fucking Michigan State, and we need to draft a quarterback next year. We got to do something because this—I've seen enough. I've seen it for 18 games. He had some good games, um, some impressive performances, but fuck. Like, what are we eight, nine years into this thing with him? I've seen 18 games with him. Uh, I'm sure Washington's not sad to let him go. There's a reason why, I guess, now that Washington let him go. He's never won a playoff game, or he's ever gotten to the playoffs once. Like, for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl or to get to a Super Bowl, they have to win at least two or three playoff games. This guy's never won one. He can't beat a team with a winning record. He can't beat a good team. Atlanta may finish over 500, but Jesus Christ, he threw 10 passes in that game. So... Uh, I, I've seen enough of this guy. We got to move on. He'll be there next year. Like they're never going to do anything with this guy. How the hell is this guy going to win a goddamn playoff game, let alone three? Trade four for four first round picks for Trevor Lawrence. Four first round picks for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no team is going to trade out of that spot. The Dolphins or whoever's going to pick him in a couple of years, they're they're not going to trade for 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 your guy. They're going to. Then Pick just, him in that spot. Then, then you let's, got Tua and the, the old Justin guy, Herbert. number one, number two, to what, Miami and uh, Cincinnati. I, I hope the Giants get the second pick so then they don't have to pick a quarterback. They can trade it to the Vikings. That they picked. Trade to the Vikings. Trade to the Vikings. By all means, give me a quarterback. I don't know if this Oregon guy is any good. I would love to take the Alabama guy. Tua. Tua. Oh, Jesus Christ. Enough. I mean, every, every time. If they have a great offense, their defense sucks. If they have a, a great running back, they don't have a quarterback. If they have a great defense, their quarterback sucks. We can never have something all at the same time. It's impossible to have all fucking positions covered at the same time. One of the positions, if we, if we got everything right, it's the goddamn kicker who's never missed any fucking misses. Like, it's just never going to happen. It just isn't. 
I, I don't I don't plan on seeing a Super Bowl victory ever in my lifetime for the next sixty goddamn years. They just can't figure it out. Sixty years have gone by, let another sixty go by, nothing's gonna happen. You know, I I watched I watched you and me have watched the same shit now yep. for twenty five Yep. Twenty five years we have watched it. Our parents have watched it for fucking fifty years. We've seen the same goddamn thing every year. Yeah. It's just old shit. It's it, it, that's min, that's Minnesota sports in a nutshell. Uh, which leads me to the twins. Well, those, twi- those twins have won a couple of world titles in the last thirty years. Yes, so at least the thank tw- God for yeah. them, or this city would be old for the century. In, uh, in championships that matter. Do we, do so, we count the links? God, thank God for the baseball team. Do, do we count the links? Can the links get uh, some love? No. Major baseball. No. Major sports. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, if you've you got to go and play uh, play in Europe to supplement your income and the league that you play in isn't enough for you, then you're not a major fucking sport. Well, I'm that's sorry. that's not their fault. That's more or less the, the, the professional association. Okay. Well, if, if people cared enough to watch these games, right, and enough sponsors gave a shit that anybody cared about women's basketball, they'd be making billions of dollars, but they're not. So, the not a shit. The uh, by the way, Collier, wow. uh, WNBA Rookie of the Year uh, for the Lynx. So, congrats to her. The Twins, though, they're the walking wounded right now. Uh, between Pineda, you got Kepler that. Uh, Adrianza is hurt. Uh, th- Everybody's hurt. Everyone's Everybody. hurt. Crins, why should I? You know, no, no. Why? Why should we feel confident that the Twins can make a run in the postseason when everyone's well, freaking hurt well, right now? I don't think if everybody was healthy, they'd make a run because the Yankees and Houston are very good. Yeah, but they'd have at least be able to be more competitive I and be able to put some runs together. Like, all, all these guys, every team's got, I mean, the Yankees, for Christ's sake, I'm sure they don't care about injury. I mean, every team, right, it's like football. Every team right now has injuries. Everybody's hurt. So nobody feels sorry about the Twins. They'll wrap up the division early next week. They'll rest all of their guys. So, but Bandit number's nine. They're going to beat Chicago tonight. It's going to be eight. So they'll wrap the thing up. You know, sometime Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, and have their champagne celebration, and they'll rest everybody. I think everybody's fine. I mean, they don't have anybody out right now that's a big loss, except probably Buxton. It'd be nice to have. Everybody else is fine. Cruz is there. Kepler's there. Rosario. All your guys who matter are there. So it'd be nice to have Pineda. Uh, Brio's pitched a great last uh Week he's pitched uh, had another rough start, but he pitched well against what six uh, innings and two runs so far. So he's doing better. And um, between starting pitchers against Cleveland, and it's all important series that just wrapped up uh, last weekend. They started at Devin Smeltzer, Lewis Thorpe, and Randy Dobnak. That's who the Twins sent out there for starters. Yeah, Thorpe didn't do very good. This great Cleveland Indians team that. Not even going to make the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, Twins, they went, went 9 and 10 against Cleveland. They'll win this division by four or five games. Fuck Cleveland. They've got what, Washington at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, so, good luck with that. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I so just. What, uh, Mike, Mike Clevenger, good pitcher, long haired jackass for 
of uh, Cleveland. He uh, went a uh, very good pitcher, but an asshole by all all uh, measures. I uh, I'm... Polanco. Yes. Do go ahead. Keep going. Polanco took deep the other night, and Polanco he was suspended a couple of years ago, eighty games for PEDs. And Clevenger said, "Oh, I, I can't be surprised. He it all run on me." Insinuating that uh, Polanco right now is on PEDs. Uh, I took great joy in my favorite player, Miguel Sano, he did a grand slam yeah. in the eighth. Yeah. And then what did he do once he hit home plate? He gave it the old suck it sign, and that was the end of Cleveland season. <laughs> suck it. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, suck on it. We uh, kicked your ass with our AAA team. Enjoy winning 95 games and not even making the, making the goddamn wild card. Well, so- good, uh, good job losing to... Uh, not even being good enough to, to beat Oakland or Tampa. We'll see. A combined, combined payroll of about $12. Uh, so <laughs> Cleveland, you can go to hell. Your season is going to be done here in about 13 days. So that's it's my concern, though, with you know with Kepler being, you know, is he going to be healthy enough? Because he's been fantastic. Oh, is Adrianza going to be healthy? Uh, he's out for the year. Adrianza... Nice player, utility guy. He's done for the year. Is he? he doesn't matter to people. Okay. Well, okay. He's, um, he's a guy. Okay. Is Sano going to be able to stay healthy and be yeah. red hot? Uh, you know, healthy. What you know, Polanco. Who who are some of these other guys that are hurt? That like what? Give give me their. Like nobody's like they're all banged up. Like they talk about these injuries, but it's like this team is so good and deep. It's like it doesn't matter. I mean, they just took two out of three from Cleveland. Their yeah. last stand where they needed to right. sweep us, and they did. But Pol- like, I don't know. I guess Cruz Buxton's out. So no one's like kept right. Like these guys are, they're fine. But I don't know what like everyone's talking about these injuries. But but they're Nelson fine. Cruz has is keeps having issues with his wrist. I don't know what the hell yeah. Kepler had the other week. You know that kept him out for a little bit. I just don't want the the walking wounded here. You know this Twins team has been no, so fun to watch and they, they've hit so many home runs this year that I just don't I don't want them to be. Fielding a essentially a triple A team for the playoffs. I want them to be able to have a legit chance, and I think they do. It, let me ask you this: for the for the for the playoffs, you know, Kyle Gibson has struggled. We know Barrios has struggled. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Gibson on the roster. Who's the other guy? I, I said Barrios that he struggled yeah, you know, apart from yeah, his he, last. He's gonna be your game one starter, so he's got to do well. well. Let me uh, the uh, didn't Rocco Baldelli though throw like six or seven pitchers in one game not too long yeah. ago. You know, kind of doing the, the the Tampa Bay Rays model. Is that something? It was this weekend, that, yeah. Yeah. Was it yeah. this weekend? Okay. That that I was. Yeah. Thinking that is that something that they that you would like to see them do perhaps for the for the playoffs? Is that would yeah, that would that give them a better chance to keep I think things they will interesting? Do that. I think they will start Brios in game one, Odorizzi in game two. You can't throw Gibson out there. Uh, Martin Perez would be the only other guy. I, if they want to go a bullpen game, I that's fine by me. You want to pitch seven guys? That would be. Would that? Nah, that's what I would do. Would it be it's better for want. them to do that though throughout the series versus throughout a series versus just one, you know, uh, uh, one spot well, you, here and there? Odorizzi is a five inning pitch him, and Brios has struggled. You would like to get six, maybe seven out of ten if he's really good. Um, 
The first playoff game would be on Friday, so they'd have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. I doubt any of these guys play any significant time the week uh, the weekend before. They're gonna have a full week off. They're gonna have seven days off between games here. Okay. So they'll be as rested as you could possibly get. The fine line of you being rested and you being not ready to go. I think they'll be fine. They might start these games and. Is Sam Dyson going to be healthy enough, or is he done for the year or two? I think I think he's done, too. So Dyson, he'll be out. He just didn't work out. He's there next year, so hopefully he can be healthy. Romo but, will be okay, though, right? Yeah, he's fine. That his knee thing. That's just the thing that happens to him, I guess, once in a while. So, uh, bullpen's been very good. I mean, bullpen has been good. Trevor May has turned it around. Rodgers is his usual good self. Yep. So, I'm not too concerned about the bullpen and with the off days. I think I think they'll be fine. I mean, they'll be well rested. It's just a matter of who do you put on the roster? Brios, Odorizzi going to be in there. Martin Perez, you kind of got to put him on there as a third starter. I wouldn't put Kyle Gibson on the roster. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't been good enough. So, you got those three. You got Romo. You got Rodgers. You got Trevor May. You got Tyler Duffy. Who else you got? You got. Um, well, is that what about that guy they just called up from the minors uh, a couple seven weeks ago? Seven guy, Brewster Gratterall. I would like to see yeah. him. That makes eight. And you probably put three more guys on there. So yeah, there's some spots available. Maybe Zach Littell has been good this year. That'd make it uh, nine. So yeah, they've got uh, they've got plenty of guys, plenty of options. Maybe Devin Smeltzer or Lewis Thorpe. That makes it eleven. So. I think pitching-wise, bullpen-wise, they're good. Health-wise, they're as good as they are going to be. We still don't know what we're going to play. Because Houston and the Yankees have got 11 games left. We'd rather play the Astros, right? I think I'd rather play the Yankees. Okay. There's there's two ways. Because if we're ever going to beat them, it's got to be this year with these home runs. And starting pitching for the Yankees is not great. Either we can look at it two ways. We want to play the Yankees because... I mean, we got to beat the Yankees at some point. We'd rather play them in five games or seven games. Well, we, we could say the same thing about the Vikings winning a Super Bowl too, Krenz. About, well, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then um, with the Astros, it's like, well, you probably want to play Houston in a five-game series than a seven-game series because it's easier to win a five-game series than a three-game series. It's easier to beat them three times than it is four times. So whoever they're going to play... It's going to be tough. Both teams are going to win 105 games. They're both extremely good. In a year in which, again, those teams are going to win all those games. Twins are going to win like 98, 99 games. Tampa and Oakland are going to win like 97, 98 games. What an amazing year. I I doubt that's ever happened. Cleveland's going to miss the playoffs. I believe the record since this new, since like 94, since they redid the divisions in 94, I think the record for most wins not making the playoffs is, I want to say, like 96 or so. Mm-hmm. Are the 99 Reds. And the Cleveland's going to be right there at 95, 96 wins, and I don't think they're making the playoffs. So, in a extremely very good year in the American League, uh, the Twins are going to be, be right there. Do you think the so, Twins win 100 games? Can they go 9-3 and three these last two weeks? No. Yeah, they gotta go nine, nine and four. I mean, they could. I, I don't. At, at this point, we're kind of slotted in the way we're gonna get slotted in. I just want to win a hundred games. That's all I want. That'd be nice. 
I want to win the home run record. That's what I want. Yankees are right on our ass. I think the Yankees are one away. But we've got two more games. So I want, I want the home run record. I want 300-some home runs. I don't want it to be the Yankees. I want it to be the Minnesota Twins. That's what I want to like. I agree. I agree. Can you explain what the hell Mike Fires is wearing on his face? It looks like a G. I think he shaved it off. They were talking about talking about doing stuff. He's got a very dark beard. And uh, it looked like a G, I guess. I've never seen that before, nor has anybody else that's been alive. So he did that. And uh, he shaved, I guess he shaved his face. I'm sure his beard will go back in about a week. Maybe maybe we need to check him for a concussion. We're going to check Antonio yeah, Brown. That he might have gotten hit, too. And uh, bad news for the Milwaukee Brewers with with uh, with Christian Yelich being done for the year, you know, fracturing his kneecap and what or knee or whatever. Um, and there, you know, ESPN had some like Rick Sutcliffe had something dumb about oh, you know, the, the Brewers are done or something, you know, like because you're losing your best player. Yeah, they're a game out. They're they've played very very well. The the they're hot on the Cubs' ass right now. The Cubs are the, right now the second wild card, but the Brewers are one game back. The Mets are four back. The Phillies four and a half. Arizona five and a half. I think the Mets have a chance. Not a great one, but they have a chance. Um, but it's the Brewers. The Brewers are playing really well right now. Javier Baez, I believe, is out for the Cubs. Can, can the Brewers... Yes, because they're at 5-1. Can they... Ultimately, win. Yeah. Are they ultimately going to win that second wild card slot? It's. It's. Uh, I think. I think it's between them and the, and the uh, Nationals. They're only a game up on the Cubs, so uh, they're not. I think you know, any of those three teams. I think in both uh, leagues, it's a three-team race. So let me take a gander at the schedules here. Milwaukee's got a very easy schedule. Cubs, what do you got? Cardinals. Also, Cardinals. Cubs played the Cardinals seven times. So, uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, the Brewers' schedule in their favor. But what are they, three back in that division is all? Right, so they could so, still come back and win the, the Central. This is by no means the, the, the Cardinals aren't. They're t- yeah, three games no. back in the Central. They're, the Cardinals are by no means a lock. No, and with the, with the Cardinals and Cubs playing seven times, that was great scheduling there. That makes things very interesting. So, yeah, that entire division is up for grabs. And, yeah, between St. Louis, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, Washington, there's four spots. So there are three spots there for uh, four teams. None of, yeah, none of those teams should feel safe right now. They're all within a game or two of each other. And uh, Milwaukee's, uh, they've won 9 of 10, uh, 10 of 11. So there's no reason why they can't. I guess the thing that I've changed my opinion on in sports in the last few years is like like anything can happen so for Rick Sutcliffe to say oh they can't win because their best player's out well it doesn't make any sense for them to, to do well with their best player out but we've seen teams that don't have their best player do just fine so the thing that I've known with sports is that nobody knows what's going to happen and that's why I like it so much because we don't know what is going to happen if you had to pick the World Series now you'd probably pick uh, the Dodgers and the Astros or the Dodgers and the Yankees Yep. Maybe that's what it will be, but maybe it'll be fucking the Twins and then the Brewers. Well, no. well like, both, like Bo Shambi had said, you know, even great hitters go through bad slumps of 18 games. Like, 18-20 yes. game slump. So, it's not like, 
Yelich, yes, having Yelich in would be a fantastic boost for the Brewers' chances, but it's not like it's the end-all, be-all deal. They still have other guys who can step up, and you look at that schedule. Four against the Padres at home, three against the Pirates at home. Well, both those teams are last, or, you know, they're very bad. The Reds are bad. You know, they finish on the road with the Reds and the Rockies. Rockies are last place squad here. This there's no reason why the the why the Brewers cannot win this. This is a, in fact they should be the favorites given given their schedule. But by the way, you said that anything can happen in sports. That does leave then Kirk Cousins being able to win a playoff game. You you did open it up for that, so I have to throw in that caveat. By all means, if that happens, shoot me in the balls. By all means, <laughs> by all means, I don't, let me know when that happens. Okay. Like, you know, people are saying, you know, 16-0, New England, 0-16 Miami. By the way, Miami did not cover my 17-18 I, why? I don't know why you would do it. It's 20 and a half right why? now is the spread for the Dallas game. Is Please. that enough? Is that enough to intrigue you? 20 points, three touchdowns? Is I, that enough to say, oh, Miami? I would take, uh-huh. no, no, no. I would take Dallas at... Every day, no, no chance. Am I going to take Miami in the, those points? Absolutely not. Well, you know, New England sixteen and all and all of this stuff. And yeah, maybe, but that's the thing about sports. You just, you don't know. You just, I, I thought the Twins. You know, people were going nuts about the Twins and what's wrong with the Twins. And I was like, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about Cleveland. And the Twins ended up being just fine. Everybody had a heart attack for a month there and. Who knows what's going to happen? Are they going to win a Are they going to win a playoff game, let alone a series? I doubt it. But this this was a, a hell of a fun season. But it's the oh, best team they've had, Crins. I just want to see some success. Get but back the thing to about the LC. They're not expected to win. They're not going to be the favorite against anybody they play. They're not going to be the favorite against Houston or the Yankees. And if they somehow win that series, they're going to have to play Houston or the Yankees. Probably they're not going to be the favorite in that series. If God forbid they get that, they go to the World Series. They're probably going to play the Dodgers. If not them, maybe the Braves. And they're not going to be the favorite in that series. So well, if they it, can go the way. And, I mean, if they can knock off Houston, the Yankees, and the Dodgers and win the World Series, that's the greatest run anybody's going on. At least with the Twins. This is not, we don't believe this to be a one-year wonder, right? Like, this is a team that, assuming they can, you know, they keep Cruz and, and all these other guys, you know, Sano stays healthy, if Buxton can, like, this is a team that is can be built yes. for success. It would be nice to get a little more, uh, some better starting pitching, but this is a team that can be built, that is built for success for the long road ahead. Yes, this is a team that's expected to win this division here for, Quite a few years. I'm more concerned about Chicago here in the coming years than Cleveland. So yes, yeah. Then that's yeah. absolutely. Anything else that we need? Oh, by the way, uh, Ben Roethlisberger out for the year for the for the Steelers. Uh, he's going to have elbow surgery. Saints Drew Brees thumb ligament. He's going to miss six weeks. So uh, real shame for both of those teams. That just sucks. Yeah, I don't like Roethlisberger. He raped some people to have the next on my list. Yep. Um, Danny Bridgewater, good for him. I'll see what he can do. I know I would love to have him as my favorite team's quarterback, but that, that, we've, uh, we've crossed that bridge many years ago. Because they have six teams uh, ranked, Corinne, six teams. Yeah, yeah, about that. 
six teams ranked. How does Cal get ranked by beating North Texas by six? That's that's my question. The Cal Bears, three and zero, twenty third best team in the country, put in poll. They beat UC Davis, twenty seven thirteen. They beat Washington in the middle of the night by a point. They beat North Texas Saturday, twenty three seventeen. Yes, they're a 23rd-ranked team. If that doesn't fucking... I mean, come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? They beat North Texas by six. I mean, get the hell out of here. Arizona State. I, I saw the score 10-7. I thought the crisis was like in the second quarter. I had no <laughs> idea that was an actual final. Like, oh, that's the final? Well, screw me. Michigan State, excitement there. They beat Michigan State 10-7 in a game in which they scored a touchdown. The week before, they beat Sacramento 19-7. to Well, Jesus Christ, put them in the top 10. And, uh, yeah, you beat Sacramento by 12 points. I mean, what a goddamn joke. What a joke of a conference. We're putting in uh, California and Arizona at 3-0. Utah. Uh, put them in the top 25. Go to hell, Pac-12. Go to hell, and I'll see you there. You- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Utah didn't even cover against Idaho State. And, they're, they're, and they're, that's their only hope. USC, show me something. You didn't show me a goddamn thing. Lost to BYU. Yeah, you're a real quality program. <sighs> and um, it's only going to get more difficult for USC from here. Stanford looking. Oh, Stanford Washington looking State, great. Um, looking great against Central Florida. <sighs> oh yeah, uh, Central Florida. I mean, this. If there's ever going to be a year, they're going to make it. I mean. Can we have? Can we have? People are talking about Notre Dame, and yeah, that's fine, all well and dandy. Um, I mean, they're going to lose at least one game, if not two, probably like to Georgia this week. Yep, and that's going to be a fantastic game. Hopefully, they beat Michigan because Michigan sucks, and we hate Michigan. Um, I thought Michigan had their. I thought this is the best Michigan looked. All season long was past week. Yes, I agree. That bye week certainly. I mean, you you looked at that and you said this could be a tra- uh, trap game for them. They survived. They survived. Um, can can we somehow just do it so the Cotton Bowl can be UCF against Boise State? Can we somehow finagle that? Uh, Wouldn't that be great? I think UFC or UCF is going to be right there. You know, like six, seven, eight in the standings, or even four, five, six in the standings. They're going to be right there because all these teams in front of them, they're going to lose. Florida, thankfully, Florida's quarterback got hurt so they can actually have somebody worth the shit. Yep. Um, hey, how for- does that happen? Like, why is that so <laughs> difficult to understand this? Watch? Felipe Franks is not good. Like, how, how long do they have to play? How many games do they have to play until they decide, no, this guy is not any good. Quit playing Felipe Franks. Play this other guy. This other guy comes in. Two drives will if Felipe Franks doesn't break his fucking foot and ankle. Yeah. I don't think they win that game. And I, I was looking at, at, at Kentucky's schedule, and I'm like, if they can beat Florida again, they got a pretty good shot to win nine, maybe ten games. That, that's what Kentucky's got going on right now. But Florida, very frustrating. We'll see if this uh, new quarterback uh, helps them. Because they're, they're a very good team. Defense is good. Yep. It's very infuriating. Like, how do you not have an offense? They haven't had a good offense in 10 years. Yeah, I think we said that about LSU time and time again. Uh, Virginia Virginia fans uh, you know, stormed the field after beating 1-2 Florida State. So congrats, 
congrats to them for uh, winning a big game. Uh, that's Iowa, great. Iowa State could, could end all, the only way in Iowa, Iowa State could end yep. on a garbage play like that. And uh, Kansas State, I was impressed with Kansas State beating Open. Or you got uh, North Dakota State's coach there with Chris Kleiman. Chris Kleiman, yep. At Kansas State, and they're three and zero. Yes, they are. And uh, good, good for Kansas State. Also, I want—I don't know who this idiot is. It wasn't a coach; it was a part of the media poll. Somebody put Minnesota at number twenty-five. <laughs> He's the only one that did so because of beating the SDSU by a touchdown, beating Georgia Southern by three, and beating uh, Fresno State in overtime. If that doesn't say that's a top twenty-five team. I don't know what the hell does. Hey, if Cal like, if Cal can be in, so can Minnesota. <laughs> like Minnesota, you don't want to think about them, and they could yes. easily be anywhere from three and zero to zero and three at the moment. And yep. Thankfully for them, they're three and zero. But could you be any less impressed with this team right now, beating SDSU, beating Georgia Southern? And beating Fresno. Yeah, that, this what two 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 wins in the conference at this rate. Yeah, that eleven and one uh, record I have for them is uh, not not looking great right now. Not looking well, you great. Can't be uh, eleven and one if you're at least you know three and zero at some point. There you go. Yeah, yeah, three wins before you get eleven. So there you go. And Maryland, uh, they shit the bed. So fantastic. Uh, it should be a good week though of college football. Um, like I said, the big one, Notre Dame and Georgia. Thanks, thanks for taking Baylor. Why can't you just let me get you? Know, you, you take you snipe Oregon State from me before I can get them. You take Baylor. Stop it, Krenz. Stop it. I need to get some of these bad teams out of the way. Thank God you already had Arkansas, so I could take Arkansas this week against San Jose State. Thank you. I've already got, I've already got four losses already. I'm doing terrible in these things. But I, do, I did get a win out of Kansas, I think. No, you got a loss out of Kansas. Oh, yeah, you did get a win out of Kansas. You got a loss, though, out of Boston College for losing to Kansas. Jesus Christ. So (laughs) I've got a lot of these. I think I've picked first every week, damn near. So I'm I'm getting, and obviously, you and I hate the way we pick teams. It's so goddamn stupid. You know what I want to do? Who gets to go first? Marcus. I've never gotten this change. Marcus and. Marcus is very impressive at 24 0. You know what I want to do sometime? I think would be fun. Is to I think I what I want to do. How about you have to pick five like five states. You get five random oh, states wow. a week, and you have to pick the winners out of those uh, out of those yes. states. Yep, yep. You you, you can look That's at right. all the games, and then you have to recycle through. You have to go through all the states. So we would do every state that has an FBS team in it. And That's interesting. And then just it's just random draw, so it, you don't necessarily get the Pac-12. But I think it. I Can think it'd be the winners of those games. So you would essentially, you would pick. You know, like how we have the oh, right. the, the eight winners. You would have to pick. You know, eight winners from those. Or games. you you would have to whatever comp. Yeah, it'd be eight winners. I haven't got like the full thing yet figured out, but it, you'd either do the conferences or you just pick eight winners from those states. But you don't have to pick. So like if I got, like let's say I got Texas and Louisiana, Florida, Wyoming, and Cal as my five states. Let's say I had those. I wouldn't necessarily have to. I wouldn't have to pick Wyoming 
like you don't have to pick a team from every state. It's just the pool in which you get to pick those winners. Okay. So. It's an interesting idea. Well, I mean, last week was the first week I really got to watch some football on a Saturday. And going into it, there wasn't much. But it ended up being a pretty good weekend, I thought. Yeah. Uh, with, with a lot of games. And um, Jalen Ramsey wants to be traded from Jacksonville. That's why the hell wouldn't you? Yep. And um, I got Tom Brady on my bench for anybody in your league who wants a quarterback because I know there's a couple teams that uh, maybe had a Drew Brees as a quarterback or maybe had a Roethlisberger as a quarterback. By all means, I need, I need a running back. I've got a quarterback to give, so if anybody wants one. How about how about, how about um, you just wait until after you play me this week? Do, you, do I play you this week? You do. Well, right now I need Jervis Fandry to get me about 10 more yards because I came into the game needing to get about 50 yards. So what are we at now? We're at uh, 32 yards at halftime. So if it's 4.4, we must have done something else, rushing or something. So um, I would like to win this week. I'm a half point behind, so hopefully that can happen. Uh, Pat Mahomes. Can I say how much I love Pat Mahomes? Uh, you can. Jesus Christ. Uh, however much I hate the Vikings and everything else, Pat Mahomes will get me to watch him throw the football a few times. Not much. Uh, Jesus Christ. Landry Jesus has Christ. Four, 48 yards uh, on punt returns, so that's where you're getting that point. So he's got two catches, 32 yards, four punt returns for 48 yards. So that's where you're, you're kind of it's in that 4.1. So I would imagine that you should you should succeed. I, I did watch the second quarter of that Chiefs Raiders game, and, and then and then was, you, you was, didn't watch the other. Fun. Did you watch the second half or no? I just watched the second quarter. That's what. I'm like, I need a nap. I'm good to go. Yep. It didn't score. Nothing happened the rest of the game. It appears so. I didn't miss anything. So it, it's probably the end of the. Uh, it's yeah. probably because you didn't watch the rest of the game. Well, that's fine. Um, and then I watched the end of that. Uh, Sunday night game that was that was a joy to watch Fargo to Brookings fail by about a half yard I got a lot of joy got a lot of joy out of yes. watching the Eagles lose that one the way they did yes that was great fantastic I, I, I love the, the NFC is kind of wide open without Breeze there for a while and there's just so many know. good teams like the NFC West has three 2-0 and o teams so but then again I the, think Green like Green Bay should be like, like six and one. Yeah. Based it, on what they've got coming up. Yep. So, and that's why I thought that it was pivotal for the Vikings to win, but yeah, win that game. But so we'll see. We will indeed. All right, my friend. Uh, safe, uh, safe travels this week, and uh, if you're traveling, and uh, may no rain hit the Mitchell area. I think we'll get some rain. Hopefully, it's not a lot, but. Uh, it's a week in this state, it's going to rain. Very good. All right. Sounds good, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you next, uh, next week. Thank you very much. Travis Krenz joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate his time and perspective as always. Great stuff there. Great passion. Um, yeah. The NFL. Fishing. Yikes. Time to wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at what happened in week two in the NFL and make some picks for week three. Uh, we begin with uh, one of the, it'll be one of the worst games you see all year. 
Thursday night football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 20 to 14. No, the Panthers did not score two touchdowns. They got four field goals and a safety. Cam Newton struggled. The Bucks offense looked okay. They ultimately win 20 to 14. Panthers lose back-to-back home games to begin the year. Bucks get the first win in the Bruce Arians era. Cowboys looking good so far. Dak Prescott especially. He's been fantastic. Uh, 31-21 win over Washington. Case Keenum played fine for Washington. Got an early lead but couldn't hold, couldn't hang on. Dak Prescott even running the ball effectively. Boy, the Cowboys offense looks good through two weeks. Uh, hey, the Titans beat the Browns last week. Everyone's feeling good about the chances. Oh, and then the Colts come to town and they beat them. Not, not, not by much. 19-17. Indianapolis wins. Of concern in this one, Adam Vinatieri missing two more extra points. The future Hall of Fame kicker uh, from South Dakota State has struggled mightily through the first two weeks. I believe two missed field goals and three missed extra points. Colts ultimately prevail. And maybe for the Titans fans, they should have recognized that they were going to lose when they're uh, during the pregame introductions. The their pyrotechnic box or whatever that shoots fire out it caught on fire and the field was on fire for a brief period of time a burn mark there so uh, that maybe would have been the the telltale sign for me seahawks beat the steelers 28 to 26 and this one the slow start to the game but a big note in this one ben roethlisberger hurt his elbow had to leave the game mason rudolph the third-round pick from a couple years back from Oklahoma State came in, played well. The Steelers ultimately lose, but Big Ben is lost for the year with elbow surgery. Buffalo Bills, 2-0 at MetLife Stadium this year. They beat the Giants 28-14. Josh Allen looked very good in this one, running the football and throwing. Uh, the Bills, back-to-back road wins against the Jets and the Giants to begin the year. Hey, both of those teams are combined 0-4, but the Bills are 2-0, so congrats to them. New England Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins 43-0. The Dolphins look awful. They are the worst team I've seen in the NFL in years, maybe ever. Like, they're worse than the Browns team that went 0-16. The Patriots had two defensive touchdowns in a span of about two minutes in the third quarter, and that is was more points than the Dolphins have put up all year long. They've been outscored 102-10. to through two home games, through the first two games of the year so far. Uh, granted, the Dolphins did keep it close until the third quarter, but ultimately was not enough to get the win. Houston Texans prevail over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 13-12. to The Jaguars had a chance to win. Uh, they went for two after Gardner Minshew, the second rookie quarterback from Washington State, led them down on a game-tying touchdown drive. Looked like Leonard Fournette could have been in. Maybe if there was a different camera angle, there would have been, but... They ultimately uh, ruled that he didn't get in. The Jaguars lose 13 to 12, and the Texans squeak by with a close win after that very narrow loss to the Saints the week before. Green Bay Packers take down the Minnesota Vikings 21-16. They got out to a great start, 21-0, almost in the blink of an eye. The the Viking defense. What what were they doing? They weren't doing anything, I guess as the Packers were just able to move down the field against them at will. That was it after that point. The Vikings climbed their way back in. Kirk Cousins, though, an ill-advised interception in the fourth quarter, about five minutes to go, that would have given the Vikings a win, or the lead. Uh, Why he threw that, I have no idea. 
uh, double coverage. It was a very eerily similar to the throw Matt Ryan had made for the Falcons against the Vikings in week one. You just don't do that. And Kirk Cousins needs to play like he's an $84 million quarterback. You heard Travis's thoughts on him. He's done with him. Uh, but that wasn't the reason why the Vikings lost this game. It was in large part Cousins didn't have a great game, but the officiating was terrible. Uh, multiple offensive pass interferences, including one that wiped out a Stephon Diggs touchdown in the second quarter. Shouldn't have happened. So um, Kirk needs to play better for sure, but uh, this was not totally his fault. Speaking of teams that like to, to piss it down their legs, how about the Los Angeles Chargers? They lose to the Lions 13-10. to uh, they, I believe Austin Eckler fumbled it inside the goal line. Uh, they missed two field goals, but it was their punter kicking the field goals because the regular field goal kicker was out with a with an injury. Phillip Rivers throws an interception, but he does he did run, have a 12-yard run. Can you imagine Phillip Rivers scampering for 12 yards? Unbelievable. But that's what happened. Uh, Chargers multiple opportunities to win this game, and they just couldn't do it. Uh, Lions, Kenny Galladay, eight receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. The Lions remain undefeated at 1-0-1. San Francisco 49ers remained in Youngstown, Ohio, between their Week 1 and Week 2 game. Week 1 was at Tampa Bay. Week 2 is at Cincinnati. They thumped the Bengals 41-17. Their offense, 500 over 500 yards. Rushing was great. Jimmy Garoppolo looked fine. They totally annihilated Cincinnati. Baltimore takes down Arizona 23-17. Lamar Jackson once again fantastic in this one. Uh, had over 100 yards rushing. Had over 200 yards, uh, 260 yards passing. Uh, Mark Andrews, tight end, has been fantastic. Kyler Murray did his best to keep the Cardinals in it, and they they did it. You know they were fine, but. Ultimately, the rally in the fourth quarter this time came up short. The Ravens win 23-17. Apparently, all Patrick Mahomes needs is one quarter to defeat you, and that's what he did to the Oakland Raiders in the second quarter. Four touchdown passes. That's it. That's all the scoring the Chiefs needed. That's all the scoring the Chiefs did. They beat the Raiders 28-10. Mahomes, fantastic. Los Angeles Rams defeat the New Orleans Saints 27-9. Uh, two big notes again a terrible uh, uh, officiated call that went against the Saints Cam Jordan picks up a fumble from J uh, Jared Goff fumble and returns it for a touchdown but the refs had ruled an ink had blown blown the whistle saying it was an incomplete pass it was clear it wasn't they they were told to swallow the whistle in a situation like that they didn't for whatever reason uh, obviously Sean Peyton was perplexed, to say the least. He, he was frustrated. There's no other way to put it. This is a bad, bad, bad call. Um, and yet again, it goes against the Saints. Not that I don't think it would have mattered to them much in the end because Drew Brees hurt his thumb and left the game. So the Saints offense was in a state of uh, a rudderless ship. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater did his best, but... He's just no Drew Brees, and Drew Brees will miss significant time, about six weeks, uh, after having surgery for ligament damage in his thumb on his throwing hand after he hit Aaron Donald, um, hit Aaron Donald's hand. But the Rams win 27-9. The Bears got a gift from the officials. Uh, speaking of ter terribly officiated games, how about the Bears-Broncos? Uh, a awful roughing the passer penalty called against Bradley Chubb that was non-existent from what I can tell, I think, just about everyone else 
And then uh, the Bears extended uh, or gave the Bears a, a better chance on their last drive of the game. Then uh, a fourth down pass to Allen Robinson, and then he got tackled. And it looked like time had ran off before the Bears were able to call a timeout, but the refs ruled that he did get a timeout with one second left. Eddie Pinheiro, Bears rookie kicker, 53-yard game-winning field goal. The Bears may have found their kicker, and the Bears win 16-14. Atlanta Falcons defeat the Philadelphia Eagles 24-20, and at what was noted, uh, notable in this one is that the Eagles kept dropping like flies in this game. Alshon Jeffrey left, Deshaun Jackson left, Dallas Goddard got hurt in warm-ups, he aggravated a calf injury, and he was gone, so the, the Eagles were the walking wounded out there. Carson Wentz had to leave for a little bit to, to get checked for a concussion, I believe. So Eagles have a lot of injuries, but they still had the lead until fourth and three. Julio Jones catches a little swing pass, and he turned it upfield, 54 yards for the touchdown, and the Falcons win 24-20. And then the Cleveland Browns, no issues with the New York Jets, Trevor Simeon, and then Luke Falk in for an injured Trevor Simeon. Browns win 23-3. Odell Beckham, huge game, over 160 yards receiving and a touchdown. Fantastic stuff from him. Browns still don't look great, but they look far better than the 0-2 New York Jets. Let's take a look then at week three in the NFL. Um, first game, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, hosting the Tennessee Titans Thursday night. That's 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on the NFL Network. The Jaguars give me no reason to pick them, but I think playing at home, Gardner Minshew, uh, I still like that Jaguars front four. And if Jalen Ramsey is playing, I know there's some trade rumors swirling around him and stuff, but I think I will take the Jaguars to win this one in a close one, 16-13. Detroit Lions take down the or they don't take down the Philadelphia Eagles but that's the game here at uh, on Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox again the lion uh, the, the Eagles are the walking wounded but they're better than the Lions I do not believe in the Lions I think the Eagles win this one very easily New York Jets at the New England Patriots 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS really Luke Falk against Tom Brady Patriots against uh, the Jets against the Patriots. No, no way. Patriots steamroll them. Uh, 22 and a half point favorites. They cover. Oakland Raiders at the Minnesota Vikings. 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. I did not know this, but John Gruden is 4 0 in his career against the Vikings. Make it 4 1. The Vikings will not have a trap game this week. They are looking to bounce back after that loss to Green Bay and show people that, hey, we are a very good team. That was a fluke. Um, we will play better, and this begins the first game of you know, the, the Raiders don't have another home game in Oakland for another like, for 46 47 days something crazy like that because they have two road games then a home game in London quotes followed by by week and two road games yeah it's not going to start out well for them Vikings roll game of the week Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS both teams are undefeated Lamar Jackson and that rushing attack against the Chiefs defense which has not looked great but first home game of the year for the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes I can't pick the the Ravens Chiefs in a close one I'm thinking like 31-27 or something like that Atlanta Falcons at the Indianapolis Colts 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS 
I know this is an opening home game for the Colts, and the, the Falcons have looked underwhelming through two weeks, but I don't know. You know, Darius Leonard's in the concussion protocol, the, the all-pro linebacker for the Colts. I just think that the Falcons might have enough to get it done. Give me the Falcons over the Colts. Denver Broncos at the Green Bay Packers, 1 p.m. Eastern in Central Time on Fox. I remember when NFC teams hosted AFC teams, they'd always be on CBS. And when AFC teams hosted NFC teams, they'd always be on Fox. I don't like that all this changing mumbo-jumbo here, uh, but that's what we get, unfortunately. And that's what you have in this one, just like with the Falcons-Colts and the Vikings, and the Raiders-Vikings. But anyway, uh, Packers 2-0. Make it 3-0. They'll take down a bad Broncos team, even though it will be close and fairly low scoring. Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Cowboys, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Oh, Lord have mercy. The Cowboys are like 23-point favorites. Josh Rosen's getting the start for the Dolphins. It won't make a bit of difference. The Cowboys roll in this one thinking like 38-7 to at best, if you're the Dolphins. Cincinnati Bengals at the New York, or at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Bills look good through two weeks. The the Bengals looked great or looked good in week one, not so great in week two. Josh Allen gonna light up that Bengals defense. Give me the Bills, big. New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4:05 p.m. Eastern, 3:05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Daniel Jones getting the start, the rookie from Duke, for Eli Manning. I don't like that decision. But um, it doesn't matter if Jones starts or Eli Manning starts. They're going to lose to the Bucks. Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Barring a tie, something has to give. One of these teams is going to come away with a win. And since Cam Newton hasn't been practicing this week, foot injury, give me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals picking up their first win of the year. Pittsburgh Steelers at the San Francisco 49ers, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The Steelers starting Mason Rudolph, 49ers' first home game of the year. It's Rudolph's first start. 49ers' defense has looked fairly good. Give me the 49ers in this one. Steelers just not the same team. Especially uh, their offense, not been great. Without Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. It's amazing what happens to your offense when you lose two great players, even if one of them was a diva and one of them just wanted out. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Seattle Seahawks, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The Saints may employ both quarterbacks, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. They may play them both in this game. Seahawks better be ready for that, but the Seahawks will ultimately prevail because the Saints just aren't the same team without Drew Brees. Houston Texans at the Los Angeles Chargers, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. That Chargers front four, it's ready to make a stand. That Texans offensive line, better. they're going to be chasing uh, Joey Bosa and the rest of that Chargers defensive line all day. Deshaun Watson running for his life. I like the Chargers to prevail in this one. Los Angeles Rams at the Cleveland Browns, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. I haven't been impressed with the Rams through two weeks so far. Um, and I, you know, the Browns haven't looked great either, but I'll take the Browns to get their first home win of the year. It's prime time. It's the first Sunday night game in Cleveland since 2008. I'll take the Browns narrowly close one, and it's probably going to be wrong, but I'll do it anyway. And then Chicago bears at the, at Washington, 8, 15 PM Eastern, 7, 15 PM central time on ESPN's Monday night football. I like the bears in this one. Washington stinks. The bears haven't looked great either. 
but they'll win a low-scoring affair in this one. Give me the Bears. And that, even though Washington apparently has won seven straight against Chicago, streaks come to an end. That does it for your week three picks. For more, uh, check out the stack at stackattack.sportsblog.com. Complete week three picks and preview. Uh, thank you to Travis, as always, for joining me. I keep promising Jeff Floyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast. I will definitely do my best to get him on next week. We will try and get uh, Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader on as well at some point. But um, to talk about the Jacks, it will come. Just been busy between that and the move. We're just trying to get back into a rhythm, into a flow here, folks. But I appreciate you listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on podcast.com. You can find uh, follow me on Twitter at NDStacken, Travis at Travis Crins, Facebook Nathan Stacken, a link to the podcast post middle to later part of each week. So we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you tune in again next week for another episode. We'll talk baseball, we'll talk NFL, talk college football, discuss it all in the Sports Block Podcast next week. So again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week. Nathan Stacken saying enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy the college football, enjoy the NFL this week. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the Sports Block Podcast.